Oh, uh, don't mind me. I'm just、uh, keeping warm by burning a whole stack of Nancy Drew books. You know,、uh, getting rid of my fifth grade obsession. Hi, and welcome back to the Female Ramble, a podcast focused on simplifying social issues. I'm your host, Fiona Conway, and today's episode we're going to be going into book banning. And how it's attached to a larger issue that is censorship and freedom of expression. Now, to set some context to the issue I'm going to be talking about, we need to talk about what's going on currently. There's been a 38% increase in book banning in the U.S. ever since 2021. Organizations that protect books from being banned say that this is the highest number of books being banned since 20 years. Some of you may have also heard about the current laws being passed in Florida and the different actions groups like Moms for Liberty are taking to restrict book and conversation within libraries and classrooms. If you haven't heard about this, I left a few links below so that you can learn more about it. Now, why is book banning in Florida or in the nation something that we should be concerned about? Book banning is censorship. Which is the suppression or exclusion of any parts of media that is considered to be obscene, politically unacceptable, or a threat to society. The question here is: Who gets to determine what books should or shouldn't be censored, and under what criteria are they doing this on? Now you'll notice that the books that are usually censored because of one group of people or a person does not agree with the religious, political, or cultural aspect of said book. In the Western world today, we simply ban books. However, before we used to barbarically burn them, which is the reason why my introduction was kind of funky. I was trying to make a reference to that. Usually, the type of people who burned these books were a part of an authoritarian government. That type of government needs to have order, and it needs to control people's ideas and personal freedoms in order for it to succeed. One of the biggest book burnings under an authoritarian government occurred in Germany, 1933, when the Nazi Party was on the rise. The party burned books they considered to be un-German. Here's the issue with book banning, or in their case, burning. This is where it becomes an issue. We see how one group of people does not agree with a certain political or cultural idea. They decided to burn books on the ambiguous criteria that it was just un-German. Just because one certain group of people does not agree with a certain belief, does that mean we should allow them to censor those books? Book censorship silences different. Perspectives, ideas, and histories that we need as a humanity to connect with people from different backgrounds and understand contemporary issues. Let's look at what the philosophers have to say on censorship. Voltaire, a French historian and philosopher who believed that open discussion and debate were essential for societal progress, said, and I quote: "I may disapprove of what you say, but I will defend to the death your right to say it." So he. He's basically saying that though I don't agree with what you're saying, 
I'm not going to censor you because I think it's necessary for societal progress. And we can also look at an English philosopher, John Locke, who believed that the government shouldn't have the power to control thought or suppress different opinions. In our modern time, some parents may claim that a book should be banned because of its explicit content, offensive language, and unsuited to any age group. You could argue here that parents can control what their children read, and because of that, they shouldn't restrict what books are available to other people. What should be allowed in a classroom should be on the basis of professional judgments, not individual preferences. Taking books off library shelves is simply violating a student's or a person's First Amendment rights, which basically protects U.S. citizens' freedom of speech and expressing their ideas freely. Many challenge books help people get a better idea of the world and their place in it. And books are a perfect way for us to experience different lives and become more empathetic and develop social and emotional knowledge. The connection I'm trying to make in this episode is to show you how book banning can turn into a slippery slope that leads to a larger problem that is the repression of expressing ideas freely. To better understand what's happening today, we have to take a look at history. Because history repeats itself. I recently learned from a famous historian named Leopold Van Roke, and I learned about his theory on history that history basically goes through these progressions, but then it also goes through dips. And this has been occurring since the beginning of time. So, to explain this theory better, I want you to imagine a line graph. That line graph is gonna go up once society makes technological advances or better social conditions. Conditions. But then that line graph is going to dip or it's going to go down when we go through, for example, slavery or we go through genocide or something terrible in history. That was Leopold's von Roque theory. And it definitely applies to modern history and what we're going through today. And currently, it does feel like the US and the rest of the world is going through another dip in history after major progress. Once you start silencing, ideas, you open the possibility of silencing people. Take a look at 1930s Germany as an example, or you can also look at Puerto Rican history and how the U.S. imposed a gag law on the island, preventing citizens to express ideas freely during the 1950s. We need to use history in order to understand the gravity of what's occurring in the present. We need books that oppose our beliefs. It's the only way that we can grow as a society and not have conversations that are entirely one-sided. Now, Barack Obama, former president of the U.S., has released an open letter on July 17 addressing the book-banning controversies. In this letter, he says, and I quote, If America, a nation built on freedom of expression, allows certain voices and ideas to be silenced, why should other countries go out of their way to protect them? This quote is important because it's true. Other countries are watching. And the U.S. has its First Amendment right in the Constitution, and these book bans simply contradict it. If you're interested in reading the full letter that Barack Obama wrote, I'll be linking it in the description below so you can check that out. Book banning is a slippery slope, where the U.S. can turn into Ray Bradbury's Fahrenheit 451, the cautionary 
detail on book banning. And ironically, this book has been banned from time to time in different schools around the world. Now, I ask you, what do you think about book banning? Should we ban a book because it offends the beliefs of a few? And where's the line if so? If you wish to start a conversation on these topics, you can leave a comment down below in the box or you can go to the podcast Instagram and start your conversation there. Thank you so much for listening to The Female Ramble. I'm your host, Fayana Conway, and that's my take on book bands.